You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com welcome to episode 90 of star wars and scotch i'm kevin i'm joined by tim hey 90 but today we have two special guests not one we have leanne and lauren from the podcast most things kenobi what timing, too, to have you both on right after Kenobi concluded. Wow. I know it's can great. I, Thank you so much for having us on. Hello there. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I totally ruined that. <laughs> I bet you've never heard that before, too. Never, never heard that. No. Okay. Never yeah. heard that. Mm-mm. Right, right. That's well, Thank you so much for uh, joining us for episode 90. Uh, we, we, a, couple, a couple of things we need to uh, get out of the way. First and foremost, we're 56 days from Andor. So we will uh, we'll talk about that. But that's yeah, I know. Right, Tim. Right. Just bang, bang, bang. One after I love another. It. I love Let's it. keep it rolling. Um, so we're 56 days from Andor. But more importantly, um, it, have you gotten your King's Coast coffee today? Because it's very important that you I get did. your King's was, Coast coffee. I was actually drinking some nitro cold brew today. Were you? So, no, I, yeah, this is the can that. I, why do you? That was very accusatory. Like, were you? No, I was yeah, saying, I was. were you? Like, it's were right you? Here in my hand. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. I was it. gonna say, I've been preferring it over ice. Yeah, with well, like a, yeah, with Most like a little bit of. You could put a little like bit a, of syrup in there. Like, yeah, I use like sugar-free syrup. You put a little in. Mm, very good. Yeah. No. So uh, make sure you go over to kingscoastcoffee.com. I don't know if there's summer swells left, but if there is, you should probably grab it because you probably won't see cold brew for a little while. Uh, but if not, there's plenty of flavors you can grab. Uh, uh, on kingscoastcoffee.com. Well, I asked this question of everyone, and since we have two guests, I'm going to ask you separately, but I want to hear both of your answers. So let's start with you, Leanne. 
Okay. How did you discover this wonderful thing we call Star Wars and what led you to the point where you wanted to create content around it? It's a great question. It started very, very long ago when I was a kid. I in some a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> in a very small town. Uh, my parents, I actually come from a Star Trek family, so I don't oh. actually know how I came in possession of the VHSs, but I did, of the original trilogy. <laughs> and I, it was one watch, and I was sold, and Princess Leia was my personal hero. Yes. And it was, I was pretty much in it from there, from then on. I can't get a... enough of it. We have a portrait. Uh, it's like a stylized portrait. It's not a picture of her. It's painted, but it's it's her in our office when you go down the stairs, and it says the Queen, 1976. And I get that for my house. That's really good. I'll send you. <laughs> oh, we got it on Etsy, so yeah, you can probably get it for your house. But yeah, so uh, yeah. But Lauren, what 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 was your journey to uh, most things Kenobi uh, from Star Wars fandom? Um, well, I was introduced to Star Wars when I was pretty young. My dad took me to see the movies uh, when they got re-released in the 90s. So that was kind of when I first got introduced to it. And um, basically was in love with Luke Skywalker my whole life <laughs> from that point forward. But then a couple of years ago, I started watching The Clone Wars and I got addicted to it and um, never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> started a blog i started most things kenobi and then leanne agreed to come on and start the podcast with me about a year ago so it's been a really fun intense journey <laughs> which leads me to my next question on my list which is how did you two meet we actually met through most things kenobi <laughs> it's, it's 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 a fun story um total haphazard it's why we call ourselves space twins uh Leia's like my favorite. Luke is her favorite. We met across the miles it, and it was just, I was researching stuff about Kenobi on Instagram, looking for a specific piece of art or picture or something. And I came across this account that seemed to be run by a well-spoken uh, individual. And so I messaged, right? Didn't I leave you a message? And I, was, I, I just thought like, this person's intelligent, you know, <laughs> doesn't seem like you know some kind of weirdo. So I messaged yeah. and then we started just talking and then we realized how much we have in common with each other. And then once we realized that we're not creeps, we decided like <laughs> we should meet in person. And so we met at San Diego Comic-Con several years ago. And that was like the most appropriate meeting ever because that was the Clone Wars 10 year anniversary, right? Yeah. yeah. Panel? When they released was... or announced that they were going to finish the show, we were in the second row. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking so out. Was crying yeah. also we made it into the little star wars show snippet you know the star wars show that they do online with andy and i forget yeah. the other guy's yeah. name but yeah we're we're in there for just a minute like <laughs> yeah, i actually have a faux hawk i i have since grown my hair out but i used to have this like rock and roll faux hawk thing going on and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it it's always interesting to meet people who met you know because of the fandom or because they uh enjoyed the same thing you know tim tim and i have known each other now for like four years but we met through content creation and streaming yeah, and all that stuff um and it, i think one day was we were yeah we were talking about something came up about star wars and we were you were like talking about the books it was like the spider-man like, meme where it was like you like star wars I'm like, yeah. you like star wars <laughs> i know he's that talking meme. About the He's talking about the books and the audiobooks, and he's like, "You got to start reading them." And I'm like talking about the comics to him, and I'm like, "You got to start and stuff. reading them." And yeah, you legends, which is my, you know, go way back there. And then 
we decided to start uh it was originally called spoiler cast because we weren't going to stick to star wars terrible idea it was a terrible idea so we did season one of mandalorian and we had a blast and then we tried to do season one of witcher and we quickly realized we do not know nearly as much about witcher as we oh, do about star terrible. wars oh it's like we oh, didn't hair, hair, it's cool white hair yeah, yeah, I can I can talk about Witcher for hours if you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> I can from the standpoint of I've beat the game twice, Witcher three, Same. and then um, you know, obviously I've watched, but I've never read the books or anything like that. So it's really hard to like reference yeah. outside material, and it, it was difficult. But then we said, hey, let's start this podcast and just do Star Wars, and we were like, is there going to be enough to talk about or? Lo and behold, like a week into the podcast, Disney was like, hey, we're coming out with these eight shows in the next two well, years. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Um, we should be so busy for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing because every time we think we're going to have a lull, something gets announced, something happens. I'm sure you both know that, too, because you're like planning out your show that week and you're just like, what are we going to talk? Yeah. OK, thanks. Uh, our problem is, is that we usually record on Wednesday mornings and at 10 a.m., when we're done Every seems time. to be Every when Disney time. decides they want to drop an announcement. Mm -hmm. So our episode releases at 5 p.m. on Wednesday. So everyone's like, why didn't you talk about the uh, the thing that they announced? Well, because you're not so. clairvoyant witches. Damn you in <laughs> we try so you have something yeah. to do with it. <laughs> we try. So I, ha I have to ask, uh, and I guess this is more for you, Lauren, since it was originally your show. Why? the name like what is the fixation with obi-wan please take us down that path i'm super interested hmm. <laughs> well it's really to blame you play uh, blame clone wars for all of it really because uh. i liked the prequels a lot but i really didn't like obi-wan's character that much until uh landing at point rain in the clone wars and that episode was visually very different to me. It was cinematic in a way that the other shows weren't, but then they were developing Obi-Wan's character in a way that they hadn't before. They were very, very cheeky in the first season, and he was kind of funny, but he was also kind of tutting and like a disapproving mother hen until that episode. And they started to develop that he has a backstory and that he is willing to die for his clones and his partners and... I just found that really engaging and then it just went even more insane on the show from there so i i i think that he quickly became a favorite character of mine because he's far more complicated than they make him appear in the prequels there's a lot more going on with his character you can take him at face value but if you start to like dive into the character and really explore different elements of him you see that he's not what he appears on the surface and that's really interesting to me yeah i think um you know again the conversation we were having before we started people don't that didn't watch clone wars and stuff don't really get the full picture and that's just how star wars does storytelling <clears throat> you know you kind of have to go searching for the depth if you're really interested in it which is in yeah. the books it's in the comics it's in the animated stuff um and all the other places so i can appreciate everything you're saying because i do think even anakin and obi-wan both have a way different dynamic if you watch clone wars than if you don't um and segueing into where i wanted to go here which is the show um i think we saw a lot of that in the show and i think for us all of us it really meant a lot to see it played out in live action because we have known that this was the relationship for so long yeah. um and 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 it can't kind of came full circle um so 
when they announced this is for both of you when they announced that kenobi was going to be a show was it just like oh my god yes this is this is perfect for us what, what, how did that make you both feel like were you like this is our this is our moment to shine type of situation it was in phases i would say <laughs> <laughs> it, it was first excitement and then like oh god i hope they don't screw it up or oh god i hope it's not like so over the top we were hoping for something dramatic you know not there's nothing wrong with lightsaber battles and pew pew and action and and all the things with that we love about star wars but we wanted the depth that we crave with this particular character and his best friend and so i think i mean i don't want to speak for both of us but i know that we were both extremely excited to see ewan back to see hayden back to see new characters introduced, like where they were going to go with that, how it was going to build on the story. And we just know that Ewan can do it. And I think now that the show is completed, he did it. Oh, yeah. He did the thing. Killed it. Yeah, and I think that kind of, he was like unfettered in a way because in the, the prequels, George Lucas was directing and, or at least producing, and he has a certain sensibility of the way he likes his actors to perform. And you see it in his other productions as well. It's not just a Star Wars thing. It's a George Lucas kind of sensibility. And Ewan was an executive producer on this. And if you've seen his work in recent years, as he's become a director and an executive producer, you see he's bringing a lot more like emotional depth. And this is the perfect character and the perfect time to explore that depth for this character. So it was just like, I was very excited to see what they were gonna do, but I was really nervous because he's such a favorite character and Luke was my favorite character. And that was hard to watch some of the stuff that happened in the prequels, or I'm sorry, the sequels. So I was very nervous that was gonna be repeated again in the show, but I was very, very happy with most of the decisions that were made. Now, I listened to the the episode of your show, which I think was the Kenobi finale. So I know the answer to this question. I'm asking it for Tim in the audience. Um, how did you both feel they executed on your hopes and aspirations for the show? Well, there's a lot of I'm... sobbing. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. Oh, same. I, uh, yeah. I don't know that I could have guessed it would go that direction in that finale, but I am so damn glad it did it was the moments the moments between vader anakin and obi-wan were uh chills i uh, just chills and i'm just so pleased to get that it was the closure that i think we, we all as fans kind of needed because we knew what happened we can interpolate through to a new hope you know um but to see it in such fine form. Um, I will say that there were some misses with the show. I mean, not everything's flawless, but that finale was, oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really like seeing Obi-Wan get his moment, which we discussed in our episode, because we, we see little snippets of him being like a total fucking badass, especially in Clone Wars. He has these like really cool moments like between him and Maul and Savage Opress. Yeah. We got to see that in live action yeah. now with, when him lifting the rocks up and just so being good. so powerful fighting Vader and using Anakin's moves, like his lightsaber moves against him, which was so cool. Switching I just, hands. Yeah, <gasps> and I never thought <gasps> Obi-Wan slice Vader's helmet open. That I never expected. Mm -hmm. And 
that was Mm-mm. fucking awesome. <laughs> we called so that. Great. We called that one. Uh, oh, you did. Tim- yeah. Okay, well, well, Ke- okay. So hold on. So Kevin has a massive hard on for the Ahsoka Vader fight. Yes. Where Ahsoka cracks the the helmet and the eye changes. He loves mm-hmm. talking about that. That's his favorite part. So he he definitely was like, "This is gonna happen again." gonna happen the fight's gonna happen and he's gonna slash and you're gonna see his face and his eyes are gonna change you were you were almost spot on kevin but i I saw an awesome tiktok breakdown of the lights changing for the lightsabers yes yeah and when it was vader it was so awesome when it was slowed down and just like we saw the pacing of it oh again chef kiss it was so good the lighting yeah. on the planet didn't lend itself to the eye like you could in an animated feature because the coloring is completely different. Oh, most so definitely. They, I like so they told the, the story the with the light. Yeah, that's how yeah. they told the story. Yeah, it was really pretty. It was really color. well done. And I'm like, what, like, I didn't catch it the first time because I was so caught up and just like, holy shit, this is happening. It's so crazy. But like getting to actually like go back and watch that again, you really appreciate just the cinematography that was used for that scene. It was more even less than the lighting was the was the voice because it was like oh, half James Earl Jones and, and half Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was going in and out, and it was almost like this internal struggle that he was having. Yeah, like a at possession, the, in that almost moment. like he was fighting a demon. Yeah, so that that was actually what got me really yeah. hard was him talking because it was just mm-hmm. going in and out constantly. But Tim found this thing, uh, and it, it was pretty poignant. Was um, you know, uh, in that fight, he loses the left side of his mask. In the Ahsoka fight, he loses the right side of his mask. And then Luke is actually the only one that can take the mask off of him and actually change yeah. him. So, yeah, that's really that's really pretty because it's two people that loved him very much that couldn't turn him. But the only person that could really take the Vader helmet off and bring Anakin back is Luke. And I was like, oh, yep. so, so well that, done. And, you, and that's just a little uh, detail that you'll miss if you really just don't pay attention. Just, yeah. Uh, well, it's it beautiful. That, like, yeah, it really Luke is. It, had, it is beautiful. If Luke had the the experiences that Ahsoka and Obi Wan had had and seen what Anakin had done firsthand, he mm. might not have been able to be that person. Oh sure, yeah. He but Leanne and I have talked about a little bit that he has distance from the horrors, you know, that Vader has perpetrated on the galaxy. In a certain sense, he was kind of like out in the desert, protected, not seeing things firsthand necessarily, and that allowed him the emotional distance as well to actually forgive this person and like care sure. for this person where the other characters couldn't really see past all the terrible things that they had witnessed themselves. Well, that's why I hate the crappy argument of like, well, he could have just killed Vader right there. It's like, no, he couldn't. That was the whole thing. Like that's the whole point is that mm-hmm. he couldn't bring himself to do it. And that's why he needed Luke. He needed Leia. He needed them to complete the mission. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't kill his best friend. He couldn't kill his brother. Yeah, and that, that's what made the moment is that yeah. he just walked away. He, mm-hmm. he, couldn't, he couldn't commit the act that he would need to. And also in that moment, you think he's thinking like, well, if I kill him now, it'll save the galaxy. I also disagree with that statement because Palpatine's still kicking around like yeah. you're not exactly saving the galaxy because no. Palpatine is the true problem with the galaxy. Vader... Let's be honest. If you read the comics, Vader's off doing his own thing. He doesn't really give a damn what the, the Emperor thinks. He lied straight to his face in the episode. When he was like, I serve you. Like, no, he hates your guts. Um, yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was pretty. It was. I disagree with that statement because I don't think it would have saved the galaxy. I think he would have just killed Darth Vader and that would have been the end of it. would have just been vengeance at that point. Yeah. Which yeah. Obi- Obi-Wan is above. In, in yeah, my that's, not, that's not him. No. Yep. 
Somebody yeah. was saying too that that was maybe the moment where he really returned to being a full Jedi because the Jedi mm -hmm. do not kill unarmed people. And I think that's a really good point. He has been slowly growing back to that over all of the episodes of the Kenobi series. And like that was the moment where he not only had like set down all his burdens that he'd been carrying, all the mistakes that he blamed himself for, but also the moment where he stepped back into the virtue of the Jedi. I, I thought it was so beautifully done. Now, I don't know how uh, uh, tuned in with the video games you are, especially Jedi Fallen Order for this one. But Tim and I, at one point, we swore Cal was going to show up. And then when they had the, the moment where they were like, no one's stupid enough to break into this facility. And I was pointing at the screen like, wait a minute. I, I do know someone that's stupid enough to break into that facility. <laughs> Pretty sure he did it, right? <laughs> he did. I played as him while he did it. Um, but the bigger picture here is leading into like Jedi Fallen Order survivor storytelling, um, which will give us, because that takes place right around when Kenobi did. And then also, um, you know, there's Bad Batch crossover, not in timeline, I'm not saying crossovers in the sense of the show's crossover, but do you think we see more of Ewan as Obi-Wan, uh, even in animated or not? Do you think we see more of Hayden as Vader? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I, I, what I want and what will happen are two totally different things. Always. <laughs> I would love to see Ewan again. I think he would do it. I don't know that it will happen. And I'm not sure that a cameo of any kind of Obi-Wan would would sit right unless it, you know, was more storytelling on his end. I do feel that Hayden, maybe as a force ghost Anakin, could show up in the Ahsoka show. That is kind of me hoping and seeing the realism in it because it could forward the story. I mean, I don't want gratuitous stuff. I want it to actually propel the story forward, the character growth, et cetera. And man, that would be a coming together of all of my worlds if that happened in the Ahsoka show. But I mean, anything's possible. I, I really thought we would see Cassian or Cal in this show and we didn't. So I don't know if we'll see Obi-Wan again. I don't know what I you think, think we, Warren. <laughs> I think we have a better chance of seeing, um, what the hell's his name? The Jedi they talk of Quinlan in Andor mm -hmm. than we do seeing Ewan uh, or Cal for that matter. Uh, unless, and Tim and I both agree, unless there is some link to the game, Cal will not show oh, up yeah. in anything. Mm -hmm. It has yep. to be something that like you saw this play out and then it's going to happen. Something's going to happen in the game that links to that. You won't see Cal Quinlan on the other hand, I could 100% see him. In, that would make sense. In it's a much easier crossover. And they yeah. said he's off working with the yeah, rebels. He's, yeah. He's doing the, the, or the path. Yeah. What do you think, Lauren? Well, isn't Anakin or Vader confirmed to be in Ahsoka? Oh, Was it confirmed? Know. I don't know well, if it was confirmed. I thought Hayden would, said that he is so working in other shows somewhere. So I thought that that was confirmed. I don't know about Obi-Wan. Like, that might cheapen what has already been put out, and I would hate for that to happen. But I would really love to see Force Ghost Anakin up here. Like, he could be in the Book of Boba Fett or any of the Mandalorian episodes. How they keep, like, weaving Luke in there, and now Ahsoka's mm -hmm. in there. They could somehow 
make that happen, which I know would kill Leanne. She might need to be revived afterwards if that happened. I mean, I, I, Book of Boba Fett was great. Like it was fun. It was fun for me. That's what it was. It wasn't like this groundbreaking show that changed my life, but obviously the Mandalorian episodes were pretty important for what's coming in the future. But you know, the whole time watching Book of Boba Fett, I was just like, this is fun. It's Star Wars. It's cool. You know, we're learning more about Boba Fett. That's fine. But when we saw Ahsoka on what we now know as Osis, um, and she said, I'm a friend of the family, I almost dropped to the floor and started crying. Because I, again, and this goes back to what we said before the show. If you watch Clone Wars, you have that relationship. You you possess the knowledge of seven seasons of that, how important that line is. Yeah. you know, and then and it's, that just crushed me so deeply and so hard. I was a mess. So my my theory for Hayden is that they're going to use uh, Vader as just like a fun piece to throw into new shows. So I think like having him show up in Cassian uh, or in the Andor show would make sense. We saw him in Rogue One. So like that would, for that kind of crossover, that would make sense. I think we'll get a Dr. Afra show. If we don't get a, a Dr. Afra show, I think it'd be really stupid. They'd be they would be missing many marks. Like you have a female protagonist and a very like very fun protagonist. Um she, like to have like a female essentially Indiana Jones in a Star Wars universe is just awesome. She's so cool. Uh please cast Invader, me. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like I feel like a Dr. Afra show just makes sense. I mean, like, she's so neat. Invader's a big part of her story. So for like that's where I think we'll see. And then also, did you see that the whole Johnny Depp thing is apparently gonna um, come back for pirates? The reason why I bring this up is because um, someone was bringing up uh, Hondo uh, being played by Johnny Depp. I was just thinking of other characters as well, and I didn't want to let. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Let that go, and it just popped in my head. So I just want to throw that out into the universe as Johnny Depp as as Hondo. I they do run the same, right? (laughs) It would be so good. Um, but it would really could, need to be Jim Cummings' voice, though. Like it that's my problem. Is yeah, Jim I'm Cummings, partial. He makes like, it right. He makes even the character. Yeah. Even animatronic Hondo at Disney is Jim Cummings. So it's it like, is. Yes. Yeah. If Johnny could nail, which don't get me wrong, guy's a phenomenal actor. So there's I, a very good chance he someone could. Someone put but. that out on TikTok this morning, and I was like, yes, yes, I agree with you. Um, but anyway, so that's my that's my theory with with Darth Vader is that they're gonna they're gonna, he he wants to be that character. I think that. Him coming back to the, as that character was his redemption arc for him as an actor, and I think he just totally. he felt he felt it. He was like, "No, this is who I'm supposed to be," yeah. uh, and so he finally gets to truly be the full the full Anakin Skywalker. He got to be you know the the young uh, Anakin that everyone kind of makes memes and makes fun of, but now he finally gets to be that that character that everyone really knows him as. And my God, he can still handle a lightsaber. <laughs> Hayden can handle a lightsaber like no other. It turns me on every single time I see it. Oh, the flippy behind the back business. Oh, it's so good. I love those TikTok tutorials. I still want to try it with the Anakin I'm gonna hit myself if I try it. (laughs) See, you're you're talking like me when Ahsoka showed up in Mandalorian and she's in the woods and you can't see her and then you can see her and then she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's I'm sweating. This is so good. She over time, she I won't say she's my absolute favorite, but she became like top three for me because I read her book. I watched Clone Wars, and then when I heard she was going to be in live action, I was like, oh, my God, to the point where yeah. I went, I built my lightsaber at, at Disney, and uh, I did I did Mace Purple to start, 
because uh, I wanted to be a badass motherfucker like yeah. Mace. Oh Bridges. yeah, oh yeah. And uh, uh, still I still alive. I walked out. Well, most of the internet does, Tim. I can't wait to prove you wrong on that one. Uh, and then the force can break a fall. Uh, and then um, I literally walked out. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Turned around, went around the corner to Doc Ondar's, walked in there. I was like, do you have the white lightsaber crystal available by any chance? They were like, yes, here you go. Like, Thank you. Pop Perfect. that sucker in. Got videos of me and my daughter. She's got her ray yellow. I got my white uh, uh, Ahsoka. And we're like... I so, yeah, love Ahsoka. it. That's adorable. Ahsoka is, her story is just too damn good. It's um, really good. Were you journey. at Celebration by chance? No, it's a sore subject for us. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but there is an incredible, the Tales of the Jedi is coming out soon. And yeah. they showed us the first episode at Celebration. And it's about Ahsoka's birth. I saw the picture. Yeah, I saw that. I, was a baby. Yeah, I was sitting in the audience next to my friend and I was like, She's like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm not all right. I'm not. It was so beautiful the way they, oh, oh my God. There's a moment where Dave Filoni was talking about how there's a, an interaction with an animal and Ahsoka touches its nose. And he said that, because she, she's an infant, she's a baby. So he's like, is she using the force? Or is it just because she's not afraid because her mother told her there's no need to be afraid? But isn't that really the same thing? And I was just like, Ugh. I died. I just like the way Filoni thinks about Star Wars and especially Ahsoka because she's his baby, basically. Like it's so incredibly deep and moving. And I just love that her story keeps evolving. There's so many layers to it now. It's really amazing. And they need to dive more into the Tagruta as a whole because they're just so badasses. Cool. They're amazing. When we learned about them in the high republic like their hierarchy where they're like oh yeah they call her the huntress i was like oh damn i like them they're <laughs> this is cool so you know yeah. i want to learn more about them so i without giving anything away will we learn a little bit more about tagruda in that episode he talked about that specifically because people were saying because they show like a mountain village you know where she grew up and he was like I'm not saying that's the planet they're from. I'm not committing to what planet that is. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm not committing to this is how all Tegruta are. This is how her tribe was that she came oh. from. So he's he's being very cagey about it. So you'll learn about them more, but just like realizing that they don't necessarily have a universal culture, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's why cool. does why does Dave speak in riddles like Gandalf and Obi-Wan? <laughs> because he is amazing. He is all wise, all knowing. And Dave wizard. Filoni arrives precisely when he is meant to. Right. So. right? That's how I feel. Like he, 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 when he posted the thing when everyone's like, oh, Ahsoka's dead. And then he posted the, the, the drawing he did with Ahsoka and Gandalf. And he's like, everyone thought I was dead too. I was like, you're combining my two favorite things now, Dave. Like, Same. come on. Yeah. Why? So. Filoni no. gets it. He does. He, he does. does. He really does. He understands. <laughs> and that's why we all love. We're like, keep him in charge. Let him and John do everything. Like, we're cool. Clone Wars. I really do. Yeah. It's like my favorite. Yeah, we have uh, we have our, our friend Sawyer who's uh, been on the show a few times. She's on uh, TikTok. Uh, it was where her content is. But um, she called it. We were we were talking to her. She called it the Filoniverse. <laughs> and Tim <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, I like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's where I want to live. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, we live inside no, the greatest mythologies of all time, all under one umbrella. Right? He's actually uh, a hometown hero of mine because we're from nearly the same area in Pennsylvania. Interesting. So, and we're both huge Pe Pittsburgh Penguins fans. You ever see Filoni all the time? He's got, I know some people aren't going to like that, but 
me and Filoni, we got things to talk about besides Star Wars. You guys know so, he always has that penguin side. He does, and so do I. <laughs> I can't even talk shit because of all your Stanley Cups, so we'll just... I know. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an Islanders fan. Tim's a Lightning fan, so... Uh, oh, right, well, yeah. the Lightning had their moment. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, no, I just suffer in pain in the corner. Um, I'm sorry. I feel for you. <laughs> everyone's like, they won four cups. I was like, yeah, I was like, one. So it didn't really do much for me back then. Still other time, Kevin. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, most of my teams won in the 80s when I was barely old enough to know that they were winning. <laughs> um, so Andor, like I said at the top of the show, we're 56 days away. Tim and I believe that that the way Andor is going to be the mission impossible of the Star yes. Wars universe, just like Dr. Dr. Aphra has the potential to be the Indiana Jones of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. We would, I would love to hear what both of you are expecting out of this show and what are you predicting out of this show because we've made ours and I'd love to hear yours well I got to see Diego Luna at Celebration talk about it a little bit and oh. he says that Cassian is not who we see in Rogue One yeah. he says he's very selfish and self-centered and things happen to him that changes who he is which i'm really excited to see because diego luna is such a fucking good actor that that's good it'll be really fun to see him grow and change and develop and he said that one of the great things is he knows he's not going to get fired from the show or killed <laughs> this is true <laughs> <laughs> so he'll survive for now um yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see. I'm assuming that we're going to get some context for the comment he made to Jin about, you know, this rebellion is real for a lot of us for a long yeah. time. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what that means, because I'm sure they'll put context to it. Tim and I have always been hung up on the line where he says I've had to do terrible things. Oh, we're going to the really dark stuff, man. He's going to yeah. kill some people. Yeah. And he's not going to he's going to feel bad about it. And he's going to have nightmares about it. I mean, and, you and already it, see it in Rogue One, where he kills yep. that guy, the informant. You know he knows he has to do it, but then he doesn't yeah. want to do it. And then he starts to, like, not want to kill Jin's father. It's like, because he's been asked to do this too many times, and it hasn't changed the outcome necessarily. So, I, yeah, I'm excited to see the very first time, you know, that he's asked to do something like that. It could be really interesting. Yeah, I think they... they use kenobi to lay the groundwork there with the path and showing you how dire the situation oh, was sure. with the uh, what was his name Loken, 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 Loken. thank R. you which i would assume we'll see him in andor oh, he, oh it's gonna my... he's completely like right where we leave off it's gonna go right into andor there's no yeah, doubt so i'm assuming mind. as the rebellion picks up he's gonna play a major role in it but my my feeling is that um they laid the groundwork there. We kind of know stuff about the rebellion, obviously from rebels um, and obviously from the movies, but aside from like solo where we see the birth of the rebellion at the end, yeah. we've never really dug into the nitty gritty of it. So that's yeah. what I feel like the show is going to showcase. The trailer at least spoke volumes to me of that when they're like shutting the, 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 the doors and like, they're all acting normal. Like that's why I feel like it's going to be this spy heavy resistance and, I think in the new media, we've really felt the pressure that the rebellion felt, especially towards the beginning of all of this, and that it was very dangerous to make the decision to go against the Empire. Uh, it would, it's, it, people will die, and horrible things will happen to get us to a new hope. You know, where it's kind of like 
it's less. That's the best way I can put it. I feel like we're going to have to go through this emotional, traumatic, like the rebellion was horrible and awful. Uh, we, we use the example that, you know, Star Wars is based a lot on World War II. Obviously, yep. the Empire is a metaphor for the Nazis and and whatnot. And, you know, we talked about, I think it was last episode or two episodes, Tim, where we talked about the French uh, rebelling yes. and how it wasn't like this honky-dory, like, let's fight the Nazis. It'll be <laughs> yeah. fun. It's like hiding and, you know, using guerrilla warfare and doing... I just watched uh, Turn because July 4th recently, too. And yeah. same thing when they showed the Revolutionary War. We always imagined a bunch of guys in coats in a field shooting at each other. No, the oh. Americans hid in the woods. We're throwing, you know, tomahawks at the British and doing yeah, all the Patriot. dirty warfare. Yeah. So I feel like that's what Andor is going to be. It's that dirty, you know, get my hands dirty in the name of the rebellion type of thing based on what he says in Rogue One, where he says we've done terrible things in the name of the rebellion. So I'm interested to see. But, um, he will get you know, off and spies. We'll no, because that's Bothans. that's that's Death Star too. Yeah, but do you still do you still say we'll get we'll get some Bothans in this show? I you'd have to ask Mon Mothma. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she looks amazing in that show, by the she way. She looks awesome. Oh yes. Oh, that actress has been uh, that character for so long, and she looks exactly the same. She has She's an amazing. age, right? It's crazy. It's weird. It's that now that's the <clears throat> magic. <laughs> <laughs> There's your there's your witch that you were like yeah she that's it Irish witch. Do you do you think we see familiar characters? Is going to be mostly introducing us to all these new people because I don't think I don't think we saw anyone familiar besides her in the trailer and obviously Diego Luna. I don't know. It's possible that we could see. Leanne and I have talked about hoping kind of to see um, Bail Organa. That'd yeah, cool. that would make sense. He was in. I, mean, I would think any of the senators that you saw in the room of Coruscant in that deleted scene uh, ep for episode three, where like they're literally like meeting as like the rebels yeah. for the first time. Like yeah. anyone in that room would make sense, I mean, except for Padme. Or so. when they were meeting with Galen in Rogue One. Yeah, that too. That's true. Also, can we can we take a moment to appreciate Dad Bail Organa as like <gasps> the cutest, sweetest man I on love the planet? Him so much. So the great. The one of the best parts of the show honestly yeah. like his relationship with leia i just so good oh, so also great. little leia is adorable i love her oh, she, i didn't know that I have too. in my life she's amazing she i have a three and a half year old so she hit me right in the feels because it was like looking at my kid who's also rambunctious and crazy tim knows her so she he can back me up here they did oh, such gosh. a wonderful job oh, dude i'm so sorry <laughs> she's gonna be such a bad influence on your son i can't Dude, wait you're oh man when she's a teenager it's gonna be <laughs> i'm a i got the other one who's a teenager she's a pain in the ass I can't imagine what this one's gonna be like <laughs> um uh, uh uh at least she likes star wars um oh the, the thing that got me was when he would talk to her about something important he always knelt down yes to, talk to, to, to make like eye person. contact with her just yeah. yes. the, person. the little things that got me so he was just like he got. I would love to see him in Andor. I yeah. I don't know if they could pull this off, but wouldn't it make sense that I don't even know if he's Admiral or ISB, but Wolfie Lauren would be in the show at some point. That would be, that would be so cool. Yeah. So he would, but I mean, like he would. He's still an Admiral in the in the Imperial Navy. Is he? He's not ISB at this point. No, he's no because isn't because yeah, Admiral Ularen. He's um he's. They show him in the. They they say it's him in the in the uh, the meeting room on Death in, Star. A new hope. Yeah. In a new hope, he's there. He's the only white tunic admiral that's at the t at the table. So when does he join ISB then? After that? 
Well, isn't he in Rebels? Does is that where he comes in as he's in? Yeah, he's got his. Yeah, he's got his yeah. white hair and he's ISB in Rebels. So that's, that's why I don't know when it happens. That's before A New Hope. It is before A New Hope. It's a couple. Of, it's what like year or two or somewhere in the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where I ask the question: Do we get Kanan and or Hera at all? Will they be special appearances? Because I would die. I could see Hera not. Holy I don't crap. think Kanan. Not yet, Kanan. That crossover it could be a pre-Rebels crossover. Yeah, because the would... ghost is in uh, Rogue Rogue One. Makes so much sense. Yeah, so General Sindula, right? Exactly. That so... Rogue One. So they're definitely in the base together at that point. Fingers crossed. That's, that's a, what I'm oh, hoping that's for. That's a great idea. Oh, I never. Because oh, they'd have to have Freddy play Kanan. Like they wouldn't go back on that, especially Ooh. now that uh, Katie played Bo-Katan. Mm -hmm. They know that the voice actors can cross over and play their mm -hmm. live action counterparts, so it would have to be. And Freddie, obviously, we know if they gave the part to someone else, Freddie would flip the fuck out. So, <laughs> this is, yeah, of this is true. Yeah. <laughs> he could do it if they put the little hair on and you know gave him like a little ponytail. He could do it. He could look like he, he could look. He, is the character even still alive though? I thought he isn't. He wouldn't he be dead by now? Not in the Andor show, but Dude, he'd be dead by Rogue One, right? No, I'm only He's... talking about. I'm only talking about Andor. Andor, like appearances mm. in Andor. He should be alive during Andor. If the timeline is correct in my head, he should yes. still be alive. I think so. Oh, that would be really cool. Leanne, you're hired. Well, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when he joins the ISB. I'm literally on Wikipedia, right? Okay, here we go. Eventually, with his new order, Lauren resigned his, he resigned his Admiral's commission in favor of pursuing a... Uh, uh, career with ISB with the rank of colonel his first assignment was heading uh 14 BBY god okay that doesn't help because I don't know the numbers off the top of my head and they just changed them all well okay well, well so 14 BBY yeah that's that's 14 years before the battle of of Yavin okay doesn't help me <laughs> Right, so I mean, I'm just telling you, BBY is before <laughs> Battle of Yavin, and ABY is after the Battle of Yavin. If I'm on the 14 BBY entry for Wikipedia and looking at all the <laughs> historical events oh, that no, happened. No. So, okay, okay, okay. Actually, I found one. The Ryloth Insurgency is in 14 BBY, which we see played out in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which means, but what? He's an admiral. That doesn't. Mm. I don't know, Kevin. You've gone so far down this rabbit hole. This is a really nerdy us. rabbit hole I'm down right now. It really is. You've gone far. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna click out and just accept defeat and know that one of our viewers will be like, "Hey, Kevin, actually, this is the timeline of events of how yeah, to play it out." Tweet at Kevin, not at me. Tweet at him. That means you have to tag Tim too, and most things Kenobi, please. Hey, well, we'd love to join in. I need an answer now that now that we've yeah. gone this far. You won't get it till probably 5.30 tomorrow because we post the episode at 5, which means by the half an hour, we'll be like, hey, 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 I heard your thing. This is how it played out. We have feelings actually, opinions. I had said once online, I was said, someone asked me, and they were like, is he still an admiral or ISP? Actually, on this very subject. Uh -huh. And I said, I'm not actually sure when. And someone chimed in. They're like, well, if you read book, blah, 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 it states that he joined ISP at this. And I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> what that guy said. Below me. That's um, why so. I do that a lot. I crowdsource when there's something I'm not sure. I'm just like, hey, fandom, anyone have an answer for this lovely person who has a very there's complicated so much question? Material. 
there's just so much damn material. It's impossible for any one person yeah. to digest all of it as much as I would love to. Yeah. We got to crowdsource. We'll yep. be dead before we can read all the books. True. Tim, do you think our viewers know that that's why we stopped doing the live episodes? Because they kept correcting us. No, <laughs> that's not why. It's because it was so inconvenient, Kevin, for us to stream. At because they were correcting me. Yeah, yeah, because they were correcting me. <laughs> I'm tired of reading you guys. No, I'm kidding. You guys are great. So the way they're making Andor is the directors are actually working in th three episode blocks. Oh, that's so interesting. In instead of like Mandalorian where they did it, you know, Rick would do one episode and then Deborah would do another episode. It's th you have three episodes and then they move on to the next director and there's four of those. Do you think that will help with the continuity of how the story is being told? Or do we think this director group which is probably the same one they use for everything at this point is so tight knit at this point that they can tell unilateral stories across each other's episodes with no issues. I think they I, think they can do that. I, I was going like to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But personally, I find that there's a lot of continuity errors with their storytelling. I, I find that their style is really inconsistent and mm -hmm. Leanne and I felt, especially with, was it the last uh, Mandalorian like last two or season? Three. Oh, or was, was the Book just... of Boba Fett? Either where we were like, they can't decide. Are they a kid show? Are they funny? Are they being serious? It was. Just... It was kind of both, but um, yeah, it was all over. There was all continuity. I felt like the first two or three episodes of Kenobi was going real strong and in a in a, a spiritual way, mm -hmm. and then we kind of got completely out of that for the last couple of episodes. And so, uh, I feel. And Lauren, you said there was a different. There was a different director. Three, three sets oh, of writers. Writers. Yeah, writers. All the same director. So yeah, like, Deborah was the director. Yeah, yeah, visually it had a similarity, but. Yeah, so I felt like yeah. I could sense that. We definitely talked about it. How we felt a, a difference there. So I hope it doesn't feel that way with Andor, but I mean, there's there's great potential there. It's the same director and I think writer as Rogue One at least as an executive producer, I don't know if the guy, if he wrote all of the exact same, like if you wrote all the episodes, I know, I know he's the director for the most part and like showrunner. So I'm hoping it has a consistent tone. I think that if you stick with a sim similar production team, at least for certain blocks, those blocks should at least feel consistent, which I'm okay with because like, for example, a new hope had a different production team than Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. They all have different feels. They all have different cinematographies. And, you know, Lawrence Kasdan didn't write all of them. So they, you can see that the movies can have different tones and slightly different texture, and that's fine. But with, like, The Mandalorian, to me, as a film student, it was very obvious that they did not have the same production team for every episode. Their producers, their writers, and even their cinematography was just all over the place. And that was frustrating to me because I thought it kind of detracted from the story occasionally. Not all the time, but sometimes. So what I saw of the Andor preview, it looks really good. So, I'm, I mean, if there's good writing... That can really save a lot when there's like inconsistencies in production. So sure. it really kind of depends on what what the finished product will will feel like. But I I think it's fascinating that they're doing it in blocks. And didn't you say say that each block represents like one year of his of Andor's life or something like that? 
We use each block to represent a year. We'll move a year closer with each block. From a narrative point of view, it's really exciting to be able to work on something where you do a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then jump a year. That's from Hypebeast.com, by the way. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And there is a season two. They already yep. yeah, announced so that. So we know. That, season. And I think that's something that's really cool is they know what they're working towards. Yeah. It helps. <laughs> it really does help. So I assume, like we all assume that Filoni has an idea of what he's working towards with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. And Boba Fett. I do feel like there's an end point they're working towards. And just like season one of Clone Wars, kind of like taking its time and being slow and laying groundwork. I feel like that's what they've been doing with Mandalorian and everything. So it'll, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see when all of these lines of stories converge at some point. I'm sure there will be a moment where our brains explode. <laughs> We've had a few of those already. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> um, what, uh, another bit of news. This comes from express.co.uk. Uh, Star Wars remaking original trilogies, key scenes for Disney Plus. I'm making a face if you're listening on the audio version. Um, See that face? Sorry. Oh, yikes. Okay. Oh, I know that face. Yeah, it's not a good one. Bob Dickel, I mean Chapek, is said <laughs> oh, to be yeah, pursuing a big change from the original trilogy movies. What? Refilm, a quote, refilm some key scenes from the original trilogy for a brand new Star Wars project. It is going what? to take place during the original trilogy movies and just after. They have to do with the Battle of Yavin. Yep, Tim is... <gasps> Tim is laying on the floor if you're in the audio version. He's, doing He's moaning and rolling back. He's die. coming back. Like, Thank why? You. Oh my God. Yeah, Talk about don't trying to touch milk the oh. those. Don't touch them. <laughs> Just hands off. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. not okay. See, but that's uh, the problem with this CEO compared to the previous one. The previous one let the stories do what they needed to do and helped build his empire over time based on the stories. This guy sees dollar signs and he just lunges Disney at the dollar signs and, yeah. and goes for it. This, yes, it'll make waves. Yes, people will buy Disney Plus just to see it. Yes, you will make money, but you will piss off people like the four of us doing stuff like this because we already had the trilogy scenes reshot, redone. Lucas had his fun. I think we all agree that we all prefer. I prefer the original. I'm not gonna. Speak well, I mean, like, okay, so like it helps with continuity. I mean, like he had to fix the whole job of the hut thing. I get it. Like, there's, there's definitely like, there's changes that were made that I, I get it. I understand. But what's the point? Like, what is literally left to get out of out of the original trilogy story that we haven't already gotten? Like, that's all Money. taken care of. There's nothing left. Like, I just. Like I, oh, I, no. I'm all about I'm all about filling the gaps to get us to where we need to be. Like Obi Wan makes perfect sense. It gets us from three to four. It really helps bridge the gap. There's there's stories that get us from from uh, Rebels to Episode four. Like there's all these things that get us from point A to point B. But like the trilogy, the original Skywalker saga, like that's all done. Like why do we have to fill more stuff in it? We don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Like, yeah, insert the done. Vader meme of no. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, like why? I mean, like even like a Doctor Afra is so still far away from. And even yeah, it happens during the exact same timeline of of Empire, but 
Like, it's still so far off, like, it doesn't even intersect with the movies. Like, I'm okay with ancillary content that, like, is around the same time but doesn't touch the original movies. Your core base at this point wants you to tell us stories that don't have to do yes. with Skywalkers. Yeah. Like, oh. your core base at this point is crying for you to tell other stories. And they introduce the higher public, and again, I don't know what you two think, but Tim and I love it. We think it's a great oh, yeah, stepping stone to new good. content. There's no... There's no predetermined, I would have done it this way, or this character should be handled this way, because they're all new, except for Yoda. And then on the same time, you have the older public just sitting there collecting dust. Obviously, we know we're getting a remake of the original game. But though, like that's my Star Wars. Like That's when I got interested, was when I played Coder 1. Yeah. Yes, I'm dating myself. Um, He's old. I am. And... Oh, uh, <laughs> That was my Star Wars, was that. Because I remember playing that game, and to this day, I think it still has the best story in any video game that has ever been made. I, I will fight someone on that. Um, the controls are absolute shit, but the game itself, you know, the story and the journey is just... I haven't played something that made me feel that way ever. Um, so you have all of these other interesting time periods and eras. Like, why do we have to beat this with a stick? Like, it's cool that we're bringing live action and doing all that stuff, but I just don't understand why we keep going back to, oh, let's remake the original trilogy again. It's like, just leave it, leave it. And if they're going to do that, Tim, are they going to do what we said, which was like the original version of the movie, the Lucas recut, and then are they going to do a JPEG recut or something? Because I don't want that to be the only movie on Disney+. Plus of that version of, of the movie. I want I want the original original on Disney Plus. They still haven't done that, but they should have multiple versions. I don't know, Kevin. I just this makes me very grumpy. <laughs> the whole <laughs> idea of them just like touching it. Like like I, I yeah. still I, I understand why Lucas touched it. Like it, like there there was things that needed to be fixed. But if they're gonna like if they're really going to like reshoot stuff or they're gonna create like content that's supposed to fit within the movie that you have to watch, like ugh. It's just Ugh. you're going to really piss off the fandom. That's not a good move. Well, and like, are they planning to reshoot this stuff to insert it into the cuts? That's the or are thing, they, yeah. Like, yeah, no. Know. Which it, is weird because they've made it pretty clear that they, like, the way they've handled original trilogy characters and the way they've set up, you know, the sequel trilogies was to kill off all of those characters and just yeah. put a stop to it. And I think that since then they've moved into the, like the Dave Filoni area. So it's a little bit like nicer towards the original trilogy characters, but they at first made it clear that they wanted the original trilogy to just kind of like stop being important, which is so stupid because the fan base is born out of that. Like our parents and our, like our cousins, like my cousins were the ones who were like alive and the right age for star Wars when it came out in the seventies. Yeah. So like, Without them, you don't have any of the stuff that exists now. So I just wish right. they would stop fucking with it. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't yeah. agree more with that, all of that. Put some respect on it. <laughs> yeah, just make make some things untouchable. I don't see why asking that yeah. is, is, is a big... Like, are you going to go back in 25 years and redo parts of Endgame? No, the movie's fucking great. Don't touch it. Yeah, like, yeah don't it. touch that one either. Yeah. <laughs> There's just certain things that should not be altered or or changed, and the original trilogy should be in that. You want to go screw with the prequels? Have fun. I don't really care. I hate Have the first fun. two movies yep. anyway, um, <clears throat> except for the last 10 minutes of Phantom Menace. Uh, 
pretty much. Go for it. You want to? You want to? <laughs> you want to retcon the sequels, which make Tim and I laugh every time someone says that. Sure, if that really will make you happy, go for it. But we know they're not going to do it. It's dumped billions of dollars into that at this point. But like, just don't touch four, five, and six. There's no reason to. Yeah. It's wonderful the way it is. It's why we're all sitting here. So, um, yeah, Chapek needs to chill. I hate his guts. In case you couldn't tell, I really um, despise that individual. He makes me, as Floridians, we hate him even more because he ruined our Disney experience. Oh like Tim God. and I had passes. We could pop over whenever we felt like it. Can't do that anymore because Greedy McGreedy Scrooge McDuck just freaking ruined that whole experience for us because <laughs> they weren't making enough money off of locals. Come on, Kevin. The lightning lanes are fine. What you're talking about? Yeah, for only an extra another hundred bucks, you can have a full day of lightning lanes and enjoy it. Just double the price of it anyway. Um, <laughs> speaking of I, Disney, Leanne, yeah, give us your honest to God review of the Galactic Star Cruiser. I will tell you this: Tim and I are humongous skeptics of it. Humongous. I there's a reason to be. I had, I will say this: the experience is who you bring with you in your group because okay. we had a blast. We had a good group all huge star wars fan we had one who is like there knows star wars is just there for the party kind of thing he sure. even appreciated it but there were plenty of misses um it it's a bit much it's a lot of pomp um i don't think for your money you get uh, the experience for me i don't feel like i got my money's worth but it was something that I'll never experience again. And so I soaked up as much of it as I could. Um, it was, it was the people I was with that made it this there's, there's a whole running storyline, right? You're part of this ongoing background story and you get out of it, what you put into it. If you want to be super interactive and like talk to random people that, you know, the, the, the cast members, the characters, uh, the entire time you're on the ship, so be it but like my my storyline my part in the story ended pretty early because i just stopped talking to people because i was like tired and annoyed and i just wanted to like be free on this ship right so but other people had a you know in my group had a tremendously fun time because they were in it the entire time and so i think it's a personality thing um what they're charging for it is exorbitant for what yeah. you get I, re I really do think but one time experience yeah i i i liked it i would probably not do it again unless we had the same group and they changed the storyline over um but there were moments that were really cool um there were just things that we couldn't figure out as a group why they didn't do when they had so much opportunity to do there weren't more characters or species of aliens walking around like it yeah. was kind of the same six people in the storyline that you could interact with and no more. Oh. It's like, you could have a Togruta walking by, you could have yeah. like, you know, any kind of character just walking by that doesn't necessarily have to be part of the storyline, but could add to the experience of it. Mm. Um, we just, we couldn't figure that out. Why are the beds so damn uncomfortable for the money oh, we're paying? Those no. beds are atrocious. I slept on the couch. We had the suite. Yeah, and so like the pull-out beds, they come out of the wall, and then you have like the master bed itself. So you think you have a group of four. So we had seven, three in one room, four in the master suite. So we had a living room, 
and like there wasn't enough room for us all to sleep in there and it was like granted you're not in your room that much Whoa, but my biggest complaint was like I, it was they were uncomfortable that's my oh. biggest complaint <laughs> oh, man, but like that's the whole thing is it's a hotel like at the end of the it's day a, it's a it's hotel still, bottom line a hotel and no and I, I know I'm like nitpicking right now. It was a very cool experience. I got to live my Jedi fantasy, you yeah. know, because like you cosplay kind of when you go in there and I, I did my thing. I think I represented fairly well. Um, but at the end of the day, they felt like they were just kind of kicking you out. And that is something my entire group felt like when it was over, it was over and they had no qualms of being like, okay, time to go. You got to go. We got the next group coming in. See you Ew. later. Bye. It was really bad because you know, oh. all of your screens in the bedroom are like you're flying through space. Very cool. Yeah. They had the map up of like where your ship is in relation to like Hoth or Bespin or like on your way to, you know, around these different planets and stuff. Really cool. The morning that you left, all the screens were totally blank. There was no like, like we're docking oh, now. No! Right? They just kill your entire immersion experience when you just learn yeah. time to leave. Not and like, it was hey, just we're time to leave. The port. It's time to like go about. Ew. Oh. So that was like the biggest foul that all of us in our group said that they committed. It was a real harsh, like your experience is over. Time to go. Rides do a better job of like saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Which like we got VIP entrance to all the rides. Like we were on the rides first before anybody we had these little pins and you could yeah. get free drinks and free food and stuff in batu cool. it was nice um you know there were there were perks that the fanfare of it all was well done i mean the ship was gorgeous it was very star warsy they didn't skimp on any detail oh boy though <laughs> just that the harsh exit yeah that would piss me off so much really because just, that sounds so deflating Disney was, prides themselves on immersion, yeah. and that would kill the whole thing for me, to be honest. Well, so my two friends, Derek and Corey, and I did an entire episode. So if people want the full, like, non-biased, like, pros and cons, I would suggest going to one. I don't forget what episode it is, but we cover it. But it was just before, I think, the Kenobi series stuff. So, like, episode 51, 52. Anyway, um, if you want the full explanation, I'm just giving you the hot takes right now. But um, like it was 51. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> nice job, Kevin. Uh, they like the the first order because this is all like sequel era, right? Yes. Um, and without giving away any spoilers for anyone who's listening who might want to go, um, it's all sequel era characters and feeling and names and stuff. So the first order was actually the most entertaining part of the entire experience and you know the one thing i really love speaking of knights of the old republic i believe they they have a lot of um oh now i'm not going to be able to to think of it the planet with the ring around it where they build the ships i literally wrote about it the starforge no where they, they built the i know what you're talking about Coder the drive yards. Yards. Too. drive yards the drive yards the the kawadi drive yards they oh, actually okay. yes, yes, yes they actually put that in as part of the experience. And I was like, okay, I'm into this oh, because cool. this is a lesser known planet, right. you know, and I like when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, oh yes, they got the Kuat in, in here and like, oh, it's beautiful and all this stuff. And 
but you know, your Jedi training, your onboard training and that, you know, the stuff that they make you do like as activities, it's all fun. It, it's just part of it. You know, it's, yeah. but man, the exit was so harsh that we thought maybe it was an error with our screens. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's so not Disney. I, I, I'm going to have to ask you this question too. So since we're talking about Batu and, and you've mentioned that it's, it's in this this period between episode seven and eight or eight and nine. Does it tick you off that they started introducing non-period accurate characters like Boba Fett just shows up? Like why? I I can see the reason why, so you can get a picture. Yeah, but they said they weren't going to do that. But if you, they want to stay on theme, stay in the right period. Yes, I am. I am with you on that. Don't introduce. Right? Because people even, that aren't even your cruise, even like the, the whole cruise is set about a certain time. It's it's Kylo mm-hmm. and, and and Ray. They have like a love story thing, right? Isn't that a part of the the narrative? There is no love story. It's a oh, very it's big hate story. Story. <laughs> hate story. Okay. Yes. Um, it's, there's a lot of conflict. <laughs> okay. So, but like that's at a specific period of time, and so like I I for me honestly, when I saw the picture of like you can now take pictures with Boba Fett, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why can I do that? So yeah, it, it doesn't keep fit. it up. But that's the whole they thing is yeah. like they shouldn't have locked it into a time period. That was their exactly. That I was agree their with that. Mistake. Batu. Then that's the cool thing about Batu about Black Spire Outpost is like that's timeless. Like that that point that period like that location that has been used in multiple eras in Star Wars now that because they wrote it into the story. So it could just mm-hmm. be this this thing that's there. It doesn't need to be locked into a specific time for it to be Star Wars. Yeah, they, I think they pigeonholed themselves. I also think they did that based on the idea that everyone would like the sequel trilogies and, or trilogy and it didn't do as well as they thought. Because I think they thought they could do that as a time period and then throw everyone. Well, this is for Florida, not necessarily for uh, uh, L.A., but they could put everyone in, in launch bay. That was not of that time period, Tim. I don't know if you've oh, both been yeah, to well, yeah. studios. Yeah. They have a separate area that is not in a in a in Batu called the Star Wars Launch Bay that's been there before Batu, and that's where you can meet Chewie, that's where you meet, mm-hmm. you know, whomever. Wow. B- you can meet BB-8 there and stuff. I don't know if they have that in LA. I don't think they do. Um, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, I think they thought, like, all right, we'll put them in the Launch Bay, and then, you know, this will remain time. Because when, when I went the first time and the second time, the staff, the cast members, were RPing with me and my son. Um, to the point where they corrected me on, you know, I, I got green milk and for some reason my brain farted when my wife asked me what that was from. And I said, oh, this is what Luke drinks in the cantina uh, on Tatooine. And the guy behind the counter was like, actually, that's what Luke drank on Octo when he was in exile. And I was like, you're right. I'm wrong. Um, no, but and then okay, my... I'm so mad about that because anytime I've gone, no one has RP'd with me ever. I'll go with you and I'll make sure they do. And then my son was wearing an R2-D2 shirt and they were like, oh my gosh, is that the legendary droid R2-D2? We've heard of his adventures with C-3PO and and the legendary Jedi Luke Skywalker, uh, even out here in the Outer Rim. Just little stuff like that that they did that I was like, okay, this is cool. I remember my wife came back from getting us food and she was like, they asked me for credits. What the fuck is a credit? (laughs) And I'm like, that's the money in Star Wars. So just go with just... Give him your card and walk away. She's Pretty like, that's what I did, but I had no idea what he was talking about. Star Wars. Because <laughs> I never got that experience. I, I felt very much like cattle last time I went. Did not enjoy just, my experience last we'll, time. We'll go when it's dead, because that's when I usually go. And then oh, okay. they'll probably have more time for yeah, you. That's what it is. You know, I, I will know. say on the Star Cruiser, 
they spoke in Star Wars speak and there was their own language and it, it, you never felt like you were off planet. They asked you where you're from. You said a planet. They said a planet back. Um, it was it was all very, you know, um, everything was credits, everything. They all had their own sayings, like all the wait staff. They all had their own sayings and they That's stayed cool. in the storyline even as it was happening. So it really felt like you were somewhere else, um, which I liked. I mean, it felt different there. The one thing about Batu that always bothered me is the fact that it's Kylo Ren, but we know what becomes of him as Ben Solo, who I yeah. love so much more than the Kylo Ren side of him. And so I hate that he's stuck because... RPing on Batu as his evil when we know he redeems himself and becomes like this amazing, you know, they what he should have been. They don't have a they don't have an antagonist now. Like that's yeah. that's what happened is because they they had this entire right. story and now they don't have a bad guy to show off at a theme park and you can't bring Darth yeah. Vader into into Batu that's not gonna make sense it would have made sense if they wouldn't have locked it into a time period but now the Correct. only place you ever see Darth Vader is out by the Star Tours building they or... could parade the Correct. Emperor around in like some sort of weird that vessel machine so and sick. scare the shit out of all that the kids that would be awesome could you imagine I'm Disney does Halloween Horror Nights okay they do they do a haunted house in Batu, and that's it that he's like the the house boss at the end it's the Emperor <laughs> that would be that would be actually amazing that would be sick That'd be and so terrifying awesome. for the for the for the I'm children down. I remember when we went because you know how the stormtroopers screw with you um, yeah. My son was young at the time, and, and uh, they started messing with him, and he got really upset, so he was, like, holding on to me, and then he walked over, uh, and my mother-in-law, like, saw Ray, and she was like, oh, go meet her. She has no idea who Ray is. She's like, go meet her, and he knew who Ray was, so he ran to Ray, and there was, like, a kid in front of him that he, like, booked it and round the kid, and I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> But she leaned down just like Bale when we were talking before. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, the stormtroopers were so mean to me and they scared me. And she goes, stay here. I'll make sure they don't hurt you. And then welcome next kid. He's standing next to fucking Ray. I'm just like, that's so cool. This is great. That is this cool. is great. More of this. This is fun. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. but yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's, that's how it was when we went. I don't know what, what Fugazi experience you had, Tim. Yeah. What the heck, dude? I got to role play with Ray on the Star Cruiser. Let's see, that's exciting. I interact that with part of it. I like. part look really Yo. cool when she like extend, when, the, when she comes out with the lightsaber. Does that it, yes, it and that, that was TikTok. cool. It Everyone miserable. It, it looked cool. Um, okay. So the first, I believe, so my best friend Derek, who is lives near Orlando, so he's like annual pass holder, local. Yeah. He experiences all the same. Uh, disgruntledness that you did about the, the lightning passes and all that stuff. So um, he's the one that said that in the initial phases of the Star Cruiser, they had a much worse version. And then the version that we got of the actual blade that she ignites was much better. Good. So I went in spoiler free. I didn't know all this stuff, but he was like, oh, it was so much better than what I saw before. So I, what I saw was cool, First but I didn't have anything. Over. Yeah, yeah, d d there was no floppage. <laughs> Good. Good. No, um, no floppy lightsabers there. Good. Yeah, no, the, the fight was, their fight was fantastic. <clears throat> and in fact, kudos to those two actors because the Ray actress was, couldn't tell, you know, That's it was cool. that good. But they had her on like a track and she lost her lightsaber at one point as part of, like, you know, the whole thing. And Kylo's reaching out to her with the force and she must have been on like a treadmill that you couldn't see because she was, you know, held back frozen oh, and yeah, she yeah. just like so came cool. towards and i was i was like okay i'm into this i love this i don't care 
I'm living Star Wars right now. Like it was enough for me, you know? So there were some great moments. Yeah. Um, totally nerded out about it, but yeah, they were, they were good. Those two were good. Tim, I still say we wait for the 50% off. We're going to have to wait. Discount. I would wait for the 50% dude. Most off. definitely. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to hold out. For. Now yeah. I have to ask you, Lauren, has Leanne's experience convinced you to go, not go or wait? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Cause like, uh, she was kind of showing me what was happening while she was living through it. So I saw the tweets. Yes. I, yeah, that's how I knew. Wouldn't, so I wouldn't have really too many surprises in it right now. So maybe later we would go, um, we could definitely write it off as a business expense. If she yes, you can again, 100%. You know? I, um, I'll ask this one last question, Leanne. Yeah. Can they change the experience? So if you went back in three or four years, you wouldn't get what you had when you went this year. Yes. And I say that confidently. The, the experience, they could change the experience. Or given the variability of the seven people I had in my group and how different our experiences were and our different storylines and how they progressed, I could have a totally different storyline experience if I went next week. So I think they have enough flexibility where they could reinvent this thing and get more people to come back. But even so, if they don't in the interim, I could go back, get a different bed and have a totally different experiences for the storyline. So <laughs> yeah, I say yes to that, all of that. Just bring your own pillow because Disney's notorious for having shitty pillows. Oh, man, yeah, it's, pillows it was, so... those beds were. You see it lost in them. <laughs> I like my your head. I like a hard, firm pillow, Tim. That's why. Because you are old. I am. We get, we've been over this like straight. at least five times. <laughs> I even have a pillow that I can switch to, Tim, that has the groove of my neck in it. Oh, very nice. So I can just. <laughs> well, Leanne and Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. This has been a wonderful conversation, uh, getting to know you both and your journey through uh, Star Wars and your show, Most Things Kenobi, which I've listened to scattered episodes um and uh again my favorite one was when you both talked about like the finale of kenobi because one thing i appreciate about your show is you're brutally honest you do not bullshit you don't sit there yeah. and like try and sugarcoat anything to make it for star wars fans you're like this is what happened this is how it was and this is how it made me feel so if you want like a similar thing to what tim and i do where we're just honest about how we feel and we're not trying to like get that lucasfilm sponsorship most things kenobi is definitely a show you should listen to um, but I'd love for you both to shout out anything you want to, anything you're working on, whatever it may be, or just a show in, in and of itself. Uh, let the fans and folks know where they can find you. Well, first of all, thank you to both of you because you're awesome. The whole team is awesome. Aww. Thank you for having us on. You, you are like-minded souls. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and Lauren and I like honest, real Star Wars fans, and, and you guys are it. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks. Well, we were actually, I think we listened to your episode of the um the previous the episode before the kenobi finale and i messaged leanne i'm like they're literally saying exactly the same <laughs> stuff that you and i said about reba fighting vader she's like we're kindred spirits clearly Look at us. <laughs> um but yeah uh, over at most things kenobi we're basically just trying to grow a community and even our patreon is really a community-based experience so our people who are our patrons they we have monthly hangouts online we do polls where they get to pick our episodes and stuff like that so it's really we hear this all the time that people who feel like they don't have a place to talk about star wars feel like they can come and talk about it with us like we try very hard to interact one-on-one -on -one with our listeners as much as possible so 
if you need a place like that, <laughs> everyone is welcome. We don't really tolerate any kind of bullying whatsoever. So it's really just a, a place to come and be yourself. So it's been the most fun thing I think I've ever done. <laughs> and your Twitter handle where uh, we found you is um, yes. MTK underscore podcast. So if you want to check them out there, you can. Are there anywhere else on the internet that people should go to find you both? Yeah, you most can things find us at com. Yeah, mostthingskenobi.com has links to absolutely everything. Um, we have a very active presence on Twitter and Instagram. We're at mostthingskenobi with underscores between the words. And we also have a Tumblr as well. So And a YouTube and everything. But you can find all those links on our website. There you go, mostthingskenobi.com. Again, thank you to you both uh, for joining us. Um, and uh, hopefully we see you on an episode in the future. Yes, for sure. But... Okay. Tim and I are out for this one. FB.gg slash darkness429 is where you can find Tim Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. ish Eastern, unless he's recording a podcast with me and then he's late. Yeah, then uh, late. And then everything I do, you can just go to rarejob.co. Uh, that's where all the important stuff is. If you want to uh, correct me about Admiral Yu Lauren, you can do so at, at KevinXVision on Twitter uh, or KMagic101 on Instagram. It'd probably be easier on Twitter. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out with us. I think it's my turn this week, right, Tim? Yeah, you know what? Fine. May the force be with you. <laughs> oh, you dick! <laughs> <laughs>time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.